schools like Boston College have to dig and scrape to find every advantage they can on the recruiting trail. Today, I'm going to look at one place, a little place up north that's a little chillier than what you're used to, that may be that little gold mine for Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right. We've been talking recruiting. And, you know, when you're getting into BC, you're you're looking at some of the pipelines that BC has been successful in in the past. Many folks will talk about Ohio or New Jersey or even their own backyard in Massachusetts, where many folks are hoping that BC can continue to grow in the state. But what I want to talk about today is a, is a, is a place that BC has, has had success, but I think it's a place that maybe could even be utilized even more. And it's not a place in the United States. What we're talking about today is recruiting in Canada. Now, BC, as I said, has landed a number of players in the past that are from Canada. Kevin Challenger is the first name that many folks are going to bring up, a famous, you know, offensive player for the Eagles in the past. Mehdi Abdazmid, uh, who was a defensive tackle. He was from, I think it was Quebec. Uh, he, you know, who was a multiple-year starter for BC, ended up in the NFL. And then most recently, the Eagles landed Edward Kalengi, who was a true freshman last year out of Quebec. And played. And I expect this is a kid that's going to play more. Um, And Kalengi, you know, when you're looking at recruiting news, wasn't a name that really popped a lot because he was from another country. And, you know, you don't hear a lot of that on the the recruiting services like 247 and things like that. But he was getting a lot of offers. You know, Indiana was pushing hard for him. There was other schools that really wanted him. So he was a good get. Now, I know from from talking to staff and and where they're at right now, the BC has been up in Canada the last week. They made a new offer to um, an offensive lineman up there, a six. Listen to this, folks: six six three hundred twenty five pounder, who has the second best name of any offers that BC has made this year. His name is Hackman Hackman Page, Uh, not Hackman Page. Excuse me. His name is, and I already lost it. Oh my gosh, AJ, what is going on here? Um, his name is Hackman Pierre. Excuse me, Hackman Page. I'm getting mixed up with Hagman Page, who's a wrestler. 6'6", 325 pounder from Quebec City. Camp, I'm not going to use the campus. I'm not going to use the French accent. Campus Notre Dame de Foy. I'm sure I messed that up. Um, but look at that big kid playing up in Canada and they had made other offers too. So it's not just a one-stop shop up there. There's a couple of programs that are building a lot of recruits. Now to give you context, Canada obviously is not going to be as recruit heavy as, 
you know, Ohio or Georgia, or Florida, but you can find some good talent up there. Look, I mean, look at, look at BC success already. The three that I named Kalengi, Abdesmed, Challenger, all productive players. You know, Kalengi's got a lot ahead of him, but you already could see where he's heading. I am not saying Boston College should go out there and really focus on Canada. No, no, no. But I think that country is a perfect opportunity for BC to go out there and get, you know, a player here or a player there. Try to find those diamonds in the roughs that you can develop. I mean, basketball's doing it too. Our mighty mighties from Canada. So you're getting, it's a good place while schools like Florida, Alabama, the, the, the blue bloods, they're going to focus most of their energy on those, you know, hotbeds, the IMG academies, the St. Francis academies, St. John's Bosco, all that stuff. And BC sure certainly has, has hit many of those programs, but it's not a bad thing to try something different, to try to go out there and hit a program and get yourself a, a foot in, in case there is a really talented player. I mean, a six, six high school kid. Yeah. Bring him in. Um, you know, I, I think you, you're, and I'm going to tell you right now with Pierre, he's already looking at an official visit. He wants to come down the, the weekend of June 21st. He's already starting to get interest from Syracuse. So, the, the, you know, I think BC is, is very good at, at, at identifying these talents early. So Canada, what do you think? Do you think this is a place that BC should really, uh, to really dive in and, and, and try to get more, more players, leave it, leave your thoughts in the comment section right now. I see we have a good crew tonight. Um, and I'd love to hear more about that. Now, before we jump into the next segment, again, I want to plug, got a plug here while I can Eagle two, four Eagle insider. I'm the editor and publisher there. If you want to know everything about recruiting, if this is something um, that you're interested in, Head over to Eagle Insider right now, subscribe, and you will get all – I have all the details. I talk to the staff. I talk to the kids. I talk to coaching staffs of the kids. Um, I've got it all if you want the insider information. Football fan also brings up a great point. Chase Claypool was a good collegian from Canada. You know, there's definitely other players. Um, but it's a, it's a spot that I feel like is a little under-recruited, and I think it's a good opportunity for BC too. So in a moment. ACC coaching for some of you folks, I know football fan who's uh, in our comment section is going to love this. The power rankings are out right now from two, four, seven on the ACC coaching staff. Where do you think Jeff Halfley lands as low as you think? We'll get into that in just a moment, but before we do that, I want to get into our good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of Locked On BC. And right now, new customers can go to and get a no sweat first bet during the NBA playoffs up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Now, I love FanDuel. It's super easy to use. You know, when you're looking for your bets, you want to find what you're looking for. You don't want to be digging around, like trying to figure out where, you know, the odds are for the second half and you can't find it because it's halftime and you only got this amount of time to, to make your bet. FanDuel is so easy to use. 
So make sure you get in there. It's safe, it's safe and secure. You get paid instantly, and there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet of up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all who have made Locked On BC your first listen every day. And for those of you that are everydayers, whether you know you have just started listening and you started listening to to Locked On BC five days a week, thank you all so much. Now. Jeff Halfley is, is a touchy subject on this podcast. Many folks out there have very, very strong feelings about the BC head coach as he heads into his fourth year. Many think that he should have been gone last year. Some think he should have been gone two years ago. Others think he's going to be able to turn it around. And you guys know where I kind of stand on that. And I'll take my lumps, but that's where I think I stand. And I think Mitch is pretty much on the same boat as I am. I don't want to speak for him, but I know he's, not as negative as as some might think. So, two four seven put up the eight. C, so it was actually because of CBS Sports. CBS Sports, you know, connected with two four seven. They put up their power rankings for coaches, and they did. They laid out where the ACC um, coaches land, and obviously, number one in the ACC is not a surprise. It's all shucks, Dabo Swinney, and then. You know, you get your usual suspects like Dave Doran and Dave Clawson and, you you know, all that good stuff. And Mike Norvell is way up there now and he's because he's doing a good job at Florida State. So the question then goes, where is Jeff Halfley? I, thought so, I bet some folks are out there going, he's at the bottom. Well, he's not at the bottom. Jeff Halfley is ranked in the ACC 11th. Still... Not what you want to see, <laughs> obviously. And here's what they say. He dropped from 34th to 60th. Again, yikes. After leading Boston College to a pair of six-win seasons in 20 and 21, the wheels fell off for Halfley and the Eagles last season. Boston College finished with the worst record in the ACC at 3-9, and nine, its lowest win total since 2012. Two of BC's wins came by one point, while five of its nine losses came by 3-9 and nine three or more scores. Halfley's staff is yet to inspire on the recruiting trail too. The Eagles signed the number 56 recruiting class in the number 41 transfer group. So that's what they have to say on Jeff Halfley. And you're going to ask me, what, what are my thoughts on this? Is this too high or too low? I mean, he's above Brent Key, a first year head coach, Tony Elliott, who had a miserable year and Brent Pry, who also had a bad year. So I don't think he's too low. Um, every other coach that's in front of him, maybe with the the exclusion of Mario Cristobal, because I thought he was garbage last year too. But I mean, he's had success. So that being said, I think it's pretty much the right the right spot for him. Like he shouldn't. After what happened last year, should he be higher than that? No, he's got to prove it. He's got to have the the results on the field. He's got to be able to turn around a program after, you know, a catastrophic 2021 season, 2022 season. So what my question is, where does it go from here? Like if Jeff Halfley has a successful year, say he turns things around, goes seven and five, we'll just throw it seven, five as a number for right now. Could he rise up in that power ranking? I, I believe so. I mean, right above him is Dino Babers and, 
his seat has been flaming hot. I mean, last year there were big expectations. He did not meet them, even though they beat BC. I, I think he he could easily fall down. Mario Cristobal, as I just said, I, I am not a Miami fan in any sense of the, of the word, and I'm I'm not buying on them this year. And Jeff Brom is another one I would watch for. So there's a possibility. Hear me out here, folks. That he goes up if he has a good season. He's got to prove it though. He's got to coach better. He's got to, you know, he's got to have better results. He's got to win some games. But could he go up? Yeah. Could he go down? That's the second part of this question. And my answer to this, you're going to be surprised, is no. Why would he not go down? Well, I have to say that if Jeff Halfley has another bad season, it's not going to have him go down. It's probably going to be something else. It's going to be someone else taking his job. So that's where he's at, right? You can't go any lower than where he is right now because I have to imagine, and this is just my thoughts, that if it's another really bad season, that you know he won't go down. It's just be he won't be on the list anymore. Um, and so that's that's kind of where the power rankings are. Now you're looking at the schedule ahead of them. And BC, obviously BC is going to play a whole bunch of teams that are in front of him. The highest rank coach that he, they face this year is Mike Norvell. Probably the highest ranked team they play this year is going to be Mike Norvell because I think Florida state, if I was a betting man, I would bet on Florida state to win the ACC this year. I, I think they're going to be Clemson. I don't know. That's just where I'm at. I think they've got a better, I, their quarterback situation, I think is better. They've got their, they're stacked with, I mean, their offense is going to be insane. Um, I think they're going to be much better. So they, they face Norvell, but also it's interesting to see that BC plays every single coach that's below Jeff Halfley, Brent key at Georgia tech, Tony Elliott at UVA and Brent Pry at Virginia tech, three coaches, that are below BC. So when I see uh, who was it? Athlon sports, I think I saw put one in seven in the ACC. I, I'm not going to go. I, I, I'm not going to go on a huge rant here, but let me put it this way. Regardless of Jeff Halfley, regardless of the coaching staff, Athlon sports has, has ripped BC every year. Like it doesn't matter how bad the team is or how good when BC was contending for ACC championships, Athlon sports was crap, crapping on BC. So I don't put any stock into what they say because I think they just look at, you know, numbers and they don't, they don't really like uh, evaluate that being said. So that's when I see it like a one in seven and I'm seeing BC play a whole bunch of teams that should be in worse shapes than them. And I say to myself, okay, that should lead to some more wins. But I don't know. This is what what preseason's all about, right? Like it's all reading what people prognosticate, what people think, and you have my perspective, and you may not disagree with it. And hell, I don't care. You can disagree with me all you want. You also, I see things like Athlon. I don't agree with them, but I do see other folks that do think that BC is going to be a team that could turn things around. That BC has some things that could lead them in a better direction. We'll, we'll get into some of those in future episodes, but that's, we're going to leave it off here. We'll leave it with, I think Jeff Halfley is firmly in the right spot on this list with only the projection potential of going up because he can't go down. What do you think? Leave it in the comment section right now. Let's see what any folks have to say.
I knew we'd get some comments on this. Uh, Brom will be successful at Louisville and Elko will continue to do well at Duke. Yeah. A lot of folks think that Jeff Brom is going to be really good. Football fan says, um, and Mitch, Mitch Wolf, who you've guys heard on this podcast a bunch, he disagrees with me. Cause I have Louisville doing really well. I, I agree with football fan. I think that Louisville is going to be pretty good. And he's like, I don't see it. I don't see what you're talking about. So we'll have to get Mitch on here and he can argue with me. Um, where, then he asked, where does Halfley need to be ranked to be consist- considered successful at BC? 11 seems to be acceptable to a lot of folks where I think the aspirations should be higher. I honestly don't care what the the rankings are for in terms of like his evaluation of how he's doing because BC could go and win eight games. And I feel like a lot of publications are going to put them down anyways, because it's just BC. Um, and this is pre Halfley. I'm talking back when Tom O'Brien was there and, and, and it, a lot of these publications are based in the South and they are so heavy on Southern schools because it sells them papers and sells them magazines. I don't really care. I want it, the results on the field is all that matters. Um, and then football fan says, I doubt half of be five this season. We'll have to wait to see. I'm not going to get into projections on that one right now. All right. In our final segment, we're going to get into some neg- some sad news. As a former BC coach has passed away, we'll get into who that was and talk a little bit about that in just a moment. This is Locked on BC. I am your host, AJ Black. I uh, So on, on Tuesday afternoon, uh, UCLA football was the um, program that posted it that former BC um, defensive coordinator, uh, Bill McGovern, excuse me, passed away at age 60. He had pancreatic cancer, which he was diagnosed just last year. Um, And, you know, it's just a sad, sad thing. So he was named defensive coordinator at UCLA last year. Um, and he had spent nine years prior to coming to UCLA at the professional level with the Chicago Bears, Philadelphia Eagles, and New York Giants, but he spent a 13-year stretch at BC. Where, and this is the time I remember him the most because I was there when he was a defensive coordinator, and he was he was there during some of those great years for BC. Um, he was there when BC defeated Notre Dame six times. Uh, he was there in the 2007 season when BC, you know, rose to number two in the polls and, and, you know, think about all those great defenders that he worked with, whether it was BJ Raji or Brian toll or Mike McLaughlin or, or Luke Keekley and, and Mark Herzlig. He was there with all of them. And th- you talk about the, the results on the field that Bill McGovern brought. I mean, some of the defenses that he had were so good. And there's a reason why when coaches were leaving, McGovern's name came up time and time again. And so he was a linebackers coach, excuse me, during some of those bigger years. Spaziani was defensive coordinator, but still he worked with a lot of those guys too. But he was the defensive coordinator as well. But you you see the on-field results. You see the players that he worked with, like Luke Keekley and, and, and Herzlig. And that's great. But the bigger, the bigger impact that he had was just as a man, and it, it you saw the you saw the outpouring of support for him when the news broke. 
just when I retweeted it, I saw Scott Mutrin, who's now the one of the voices of BC football, talk about how he was a great coach, but an even better man. I saw Sean Sylvia, former BC safety, who worked with him, also say thank you for taking a chance on me and, and all this stuff. And then I saw another, you know, um, uh, Chachio, who's one of the guys on WWEI who does BC stuff, also say, you know, he was one of the nicest guys. And 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 the, the stories just go on and on and on. And you hear about it from people back, you know, behind the channel, like off of off of social media, that Bill McGovern not only was a great football coach, but he was one of the most well-respected men on in Chestnut Hill, and that people would work their tail off for him because he was such a trustworthy and good person. So to hear that he, he lost his life from pancreatic cancer at age 60. So, I mean, that's so young. It's so young. And he had such a career ahead of him. I mean, it's, it's brutal. The cancer sucks. (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there. And, you know, I wanted, I wanted just to get out there. Why, uh, someone asked, why did he leave for B- leave BC? He went to the NFL. He took his chance to get some um, some chances. I think he went to the Philadelphia Eagles right after BC. But, you know, I wanted to get a chance to talk about a guy that really did make a huge impact. And there was a reason why every time there was a head coaching job opening, whether it was after, uh, I mean, I, his name popped up when Steve Adazio got fired. I, I remember, I think it was Mark Blouchin who, I mean, say what you will, but he, he, he floated Bill McGovern's name and it, the reason why was because he was so well respected on campus that he had such a positive impact on this program. And, you know, I want to just send a, a message of, of support to his family and, you know, rest in peace, Bill, Mc, Miss, uh, coach McGovern. I hope, uh, you know, you're proud of what you did because you did make an impact on, on a BC program. Now we'll be back again on tomorrow's show to talk more about BC football, talk about the upcoming weekend game against Troy for baseball and everything else that breaks. This is AJ black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ black, AJ black two, four, seven, or hit me up on Eagle insider. Hope to see you guys there. Thank you all so much. And thank you to everyone who has been contributing in the chat tonight. Um, You know, Ended on on a tough note, but um, thank you so much. We'll take care, and we'll see you soon.